Whether you're a seasoned Christian well into decades of knowing Jesus, or you're newer to the faith, we all experience that moment when we open our Bible and just stare. Our intentions are set, we're ready, waiting, and more than willing to dive in, but we just don't know where to start. Or maybe you open your Bible and start reading, but none of it makes any sense. You know most of the words on the page, you have an understanding of their meanings, but strung together in this particular way just doesn't really make any sense. This is not an uncommon occurrence, and honestly, I would argue that this might happen more often than not. We're just not always able to grasp everything in there, and sometimes it feels pointless without a Bible degree. With all the voices pulling us in all the directions and telling us what to think and how to interpret this or that, it can be really challenging to be solid in our understanding and feel confident enough to continue in our studies. But if we believe God's word to be true, then we can believe him when he says in John 14, 26, the Holy Spirit is our advocate and will teach us things. And also in James 1, 5, when we're told that we can ask God for wisdom and he'll give it to us. And around here, we believe God's word to be true. So let's start with a prayer. God, thank you for sending your spirit to be our guide and companion as we walk through this life. Thank you for allowing him to work in us and share your knowledge and wisdom. As we read your words, please prepare our eyes and minds. Please grant us understanding and wisdom. God, show us who you are and what that means for our lives. Help us to tuck away what we learn into our hearts and also to have the confidence to share it with others. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. You can definitely listen on the go, but if you're in a place where you can and you'd like to work alongside me, go ahead and grab your Bible, paper, and something to write with, and let's dive in. Welcome to Loved and Made Worthy. My name is Erica, and this is a podcast about embracing our God-given purpose and letting go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, and overachieving. If you want a deeper relationship with Jesus and are ready to ditch the labels that God never gave you, this is for you. Listen in as we journey with God to find out who He is, what that means for our life, and ultimately, who He created us to be. I like to say that I study my Bible, just me and the Holy Spirit, and it's half in a joking way, but also half very serious, and it's the best thing I have ever done for my spiritual walk, where before I would approach my Bible study time as more of a leisurely reading activity because I wasn't really sure what else to do, and I just sort of read to find support of the beliefs that I already held where now it's intentional and truly a guiding discipline that feels almost revolutionary. Studying this way, I'm able to cut through a lot of the unnecessary noise and really trust that God has put his helper inside of me and will grant me the understanding I need and am ready for in that moment. Because let's be honest, my brain and my heart are not always ready for the illumination of particular concepts at just any given time. When I say that I study just me and the Holy Spirit, It doesn't necessarily mean that I don't consult Bible scholars and trusted academic sources, but they are the last place I go when seeking understanding. The first place I go is internally, to the Spirit. And I want to encourage you to do the same. First, let's dispel the idea that to understand the scripture, we need a degree in Bible or theology. 
You definitely do not. Faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of God. So if God wants all to come to repentance, why would he create a system that relied on all of us having advanced Bible degrees? He wouldn't. He will give us the wisdom and understanding we need to process his words and apply them to our lives. That's just how he works. So then the next question is how? How do we get to this place where we can read the Bible and just understand? I would definitely argue that it doesn't happen overnight. And it is important to remember that our spiritual journey is just that, a journey. It isn't a one and done type of thing. It's the long game. It's the ultra marathon. It is ever evolving on our end. And there's always more to do and see and understand. So to answer the question of how, it's just to start. It really is that simple. You can just start with your Bible or your Bible app. We're tech friendly here. Um, but because God will guide your understanding, we don't need a bunch of other books and commentaries. We just need a willing heart to hear the words. In my partnering with the Holy Spirit to guide my Bible study time, I was given three questions to ask as I read. These three questions have given me so much perspective on the words that I'm reading and have allowed me to read with purpose. Where before it was just reading because that's what good Christians do, reading through this lens with these three questions gives me a framework of understanding. So this is kind of going to be an interactive episode. If you haven't already, go ahead and grab your Bible, your paper, something to write with, and open up to 1 John 1, 5 through 10. It says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Just a little context, the book of First John was written to Christians facing a false prophet. In the first verse, it said, this is the message we have heard from him. The him he's referring to is talking about Jesus, and this idea is established in verses 1 through 4 if you want to go back and read that. So now let's analyze this set of scripture and address question 1. What does this say about God? I'm going to share with you what I understand about God from this set of verses. If you want to try this on your own, now is a great time to pause, take some notes, and then come back and listen to sort of what I share. Essentially, let's go verse by verse and form some ideas on what this says about God. First off, verse 5 tells us that God is light and there is no darkness in him. It's pretty simple, straightforward. Based on verse 6, especially combined with verse 5, we can safely say that God cannot coexist with darkness. The words if and we lie and do not practice truth also signal to me that God grants us free will. Nothing about those words suggests that we're forced. This idea is cemented in verse 7, which presents the word if again, and essentially shows us that he offers us fellowship. Based on this and what we know about the Trinity, we can also safely assume that God values community. Verse 7 also tells us that he has the power to cleanse us from all sin. He is faithful and just and forgiving, which we're told in verse 9, and he is also truthful, which we can infer from verse 10. Okay, so let's recap. 
Based on these five scriptures, here is what we learn about God's character. God is light. There is no darkness in him. God cannot coexist with darkness. God gives us free will. God offers us fellowship. God values community. God has the power to cleanse us from all sin. God is faithful, just, forgiving, and truthful. At this point, if we wanted to dive deeper into these answers, we could. These characteristics and truth could really be a starting point for further study, but we're not going to do that on this episode. So we're going to keep going with question two. Using the same set of scriptures, let's look at it through a new lens. Question two is, what does this say about man? We're going to repeat what we did with question one, go verse by verse, and analyze what the scriptures say about mankind. Verse six starts off with, if we, which I believe signals free will. We have the choice to walk in darkness or in light. We also have the capability to lie. In verse 7, we're told that we have the ability to walk in fellowship with God, and we have an answer to our sin problem in the blood of Jesus. We can be forgiven and cleansed of sin through confession in verse 9, and in verse 10, we have the power to portray God as a liar. This is powerful and a bit of a gut punch realization for me. Also in verse 10, it ends with, and his word is not in us, referring to us saying that we haven't sinned. So sort of on the flip side, we can say that we have the ability to hold on to God's word within us if we're walking in light and truth. Okay, quick recap of the answers to question two. I have free will. I have the choice to walk in darkness or light. I have the ability to lie. I have the ability to walk in fellowship with God. I have access to the answer for my sin. I can be forgiven and cleansed of sin through confession. I can portray God as a liar. I want you to note that this doesn't make it true. It's just that we're ambassadors for heaven, so we portray God in certain ways. And then the final one is that I have the ability to hold God's word within me. Okay, so that's a lot. There are plenty of things to dig further into later on, but let's keep going. This next question is somewhat hypothetical, but is a good reflection for our practices and how they measure up with the things we believe. It's not an exercise meant to shame or guilt or anything of that nature, but more of like a new pair of prescription glasses that might allow us to see a little bit more clearly. Question three is, if I believe these things to be true, how will it show up in my life? We're not going to go down the whole list together on this episode, but I encourage you to do it on your own. And just sit with God a bit and reflect. But let's do a few. The first one, God is light. If I believe this to be true, how is it going to show up in my life? Well, if I believe God is light and that no darkness can exist within him, I'm going to have better discernment of my thoughts and the opportunities that are from God or from the enemy. If I believe that God is light and I can't fellowship with him unless I'm also in the light, I'm going to make an effort to steer clear of anything that is perceived as darkness that might keep me from fellowship with God. Okay, the next one. I have free will granted by God. If I believe that God gives me the ability to choose, I will better understand his love for me. And honestly, knowing that I'm choosing this life with God also better equips me to accept some of the more difficult things that come my way. I know I'm not alone and that this world isn't my home. And one more for the road. God is faithful, just, forgiving, and truthful. If I believe that God is faithful, I don't have to worry. I know that he's going to show up and guide me through life and that he's going to provide for me and that there is more waiting for me after this life. 
If I believe God is just, I understand that the payment for not choosing him is eternal death. I understand that Jesus had to die for my salvation. If I believe God is forgiving, I get to forgive myself and others. If I believe God is truthful, then I will trust his words and his actions in my life. And that's it. These questions can be asked of any set of scripture, and as you can see, really open up the floor for future study topics. Studying your Bible doesn't have to be this big, complex, hard-to-manage task. It truly can be you and the Holy Spirit humbly approaching the throne of God and saying, Here I am, God. Show me who you are. Help me to understand. I hope today's episode blessed your spiritual walk and brought you just a little bit closer to Jesus. If you enjoyed listening, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. I love to hear how God is using this in your life. And if you'd like to connect, be sure to join the Loved and Made Worthy Facebook group. I would love to see you there. Now, as we go our separate ways, I just want to remind you of three things. You are seen, you are loved, and you are made worthy in Jesus. I'll see you next time.